The Red Brick Row House was located in a quiet, well-maintained neighborhood off 18th in Northwest D.C. Last time, my partner Kelly Ryan and I were called to this area. It was for a suicide. That was about a year ago. A couple of blocks north of here. Hope that's what this was. A murder at this location would draw attention. Surprised the news reporters weren't already on the scene. Last thing we both wanted was something high profile and another dramatic conclusion to a story we had to piece together with a resolution we could only hope for. Three marked cruisers and an unmarked detective cruiser were double parked in front of the house. It was on a narrow one-way road lined with ginkgo trees. Late fall and the duck-feet-shaped leaves were beginning to turn yellow. A beautiful sight, but the fruit from most of the trees would soon fall to the sidewalk and leave the worst kind of smell, like ripened shit. A body was like fallen fruit, too. Everything falls. That was the world we lived in. The world I was reminded of every time I was about to walk into a crime scene. In my job, OCD was your best friend. I was trained to be enslaved by routine. Procedure was our ally. Procedure was my obsession. General orders were like Leviticus. Everything was defined. I was defined by this. Two of the marked cruisers belonged to 3rd District Patrol, the other one to the District Watch Commander. Too many feet trampling on a crime scene is what I thought, and that was usually the case because they all wanted to see a dead body. The best I could hope for was a good crime scene search officer to keep the scene contained, but they hadn't arrived yet. I was one of those types back in the day, rushed to the scene for a shooting, stabbing, or an unconscious male or female hoping to find a dead body. I remembered my first. Stayed with you like the first girl you had sex with. I have devout memories of both. Still hoped for a suicide at this location. No curbside parking, so we pulled in front of the detective cruiser. Concerned neighbors standing on their front porches and sidewalks looking on. We stepped out of the car. Two uniformed officers were on the stoop at the front door. One of them I recognized, a master patrol officer who'd been on for a bit. I didn't recognize the younger one. Made our way up, shot the MPO an upward nod. What's up, boys? He said. Just another day, Kelly replied. The young officer looked at our name tags and wrote in his notebook. He stepped aside to let us enter as we put latex gloves on. The familiar stench of a dead body that had been there for a few days lingered heavily inside. Not so bad as other scenes. The watch commander, a tall, thin, older man, was in the living room talking on his Nextel. All the command and most of the detectives, especially in homicide, were issued Nextel cell phones. Pain in the ass, really, because they could always get in touch with us. Not as easy to ignore as a pager. He glanced at us sideways and said over the phone, The homicide detectives arrived. I'll call you back. Yes, sir. Bloom, Ryan, he said, pronouncing my name like Bloom. Most people did. I got tired of correcting them. Lieutenant, I acknowledged. Two officers entered from another room. I'm assuming they were the first on the scene? Ryan asked. They were. Ryan pulled her notebook from her rear pants pocket. I noticed that she wrote down the date and the LT's name as being on the scene. The officers stepped up. A body's in the dining room, the overweight one advised. Crime scene's on the way. How was the body discovered? I asked. Out-of-state sister called 911 to check on the welfare of her brother after she hadn't heard from him in days. 
and he never returned her messages. We responded. The front door was slightly opened. We could smell the stench of the dead body, so we entered, announced ourselves, but got no response. Found the body where it lay. Called for homicide and the fire board. EMTs left just before you guys got here. Declared him dead on the scene.